0: Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host. Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there? Happy Easter. It is Easter Sunday and man, this is one of my most favorite holidays. I love it. I love everything about it. I love the hope that the resurrection of Christ brings. I love the season. I actually became a Christian um, April 11th, 1992, and it was Easter Sunday. I will never forget it. So uh, my spiritual birthday is here. And uh, man, it is it is just an incredible day to be uh, a believer. I have really prayed about... What do you share on Easter? Because I know y'all are coming home uh, from your amazing church services. And let's just tip our hats to all of the pastors out there and the volunteers that make Easter happen. I am telling you, um, it takes an army on Easter Sunday. It is one of the big uh, Sundays of the year for any any uh, church service. And I, I just want to say thank you to all you pastors. I know. Know some of you guys have preached one, two, three, four, five, ten services um, this weekend, and I just want to thank you um, for doing the work of the Lord that my family gets to enjoy. So let's just start off there. Um, I've prayed a lot about what to share. And I, um, you know, our I know our pastors have done such an incredible job about the the resurrection power of Christ. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but God has given me a very specific word. As a matter of fact, on the way to the station today, I was changing things um, because I just feel very, very strongly about uh, just the message that, I, that the Lord has laid on my heart. I want to just tell you, thank you for listening. You know, we hear from you guys um, on a regular basis, our team, our staff we love you uh and, and we really do you know we don't just say that uh you know my heart goes out to those that reach out to us with prayer needs and things like that you know i get to hear about them and of course we pray for them as as a team and as a staff and i just want you to know that there is one other person maybe you have a huge entourage of support but there's another person um, right here that believes in you that knows that god has an incredible plan for for your life, and sometimes we know that in our minds that God has this great plan, but sometimes it's good to hear it. So I just want to tell you, wherever you set today, we are believing for you that God has got amazing things uh, in your future. Um, we we do this on podcast as well. Um, I would invite you if you've missed a show. Um, you know we have we've been doing this now over a year, and it has been amazing uh, just to see the different people that I've got to meet and, um, you know, and interview plus you guys, the listeners that I've got to meet as well. And, and any show, um, that we do, we, we always podcast as well. You can look it up on iTunes, um, autumn miles. There I am Click the little link thing and you know, you're, you're into our podcast. We also want you to follow along on social media. This is where we do a ton of of interaction with you. Social media is such an awesome tool. Man, I love it. Um, but you can come and join our uh, my Facebook page, Autumn Miles. My Instagram, I use for a little bit more personal things. I have four kids. I like to show them off. Just last night, my daughter, my almost two-year-old daughter, I have two daughters, took a bite of spaghetti and she closed her eyes and she swung her head back and forth <laughs> and she was loving that spaghetti. It was like she was praising the Lord for that spaghetti. And, you know, of course I got to post that, like you got to post those moments, you know? you know, every mom out there with Instagram is saying, yeah, I get it. So, so cute. Uh, but I do a lot more of my personal stuff on Instagram. Um, so you can kind of meet and see my family. Um, I want to give to just the word and I am just praying for you. Maybe, maybe you couldn't attend church this morning. Maybe you had to work. I know I was a waitress for 10 years and had to work every Easter and, um, man, I hated missing Easter Sunday, but maybe that's you. And maybe you're coming home from a shift. Um, I, 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 I so strong on me today, this message and everything I say is going to be wrapped around this message. God uses what's left. God uses what's left. Now, the scriptures tell us um, that to give your first to the Lord. You know, when you're tithing, give your first, give the first fruits. And and that is definitely a, a, a spiritual principle. And we do want to give our best and we do want to give our first to the Lord. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I, God sort of gave me this word. I was coming home from a trip. I traveled a lot love to travel I'd love to come to your church and speak um I was coming home it was a Wednesday Monday I had gotten on the plane and all of a sudden my body was really really hot like I was having this crazy hot flash feverish something or other I told my husband I was like something is going on here I feel real hot he felt my head and he's like you're fine I had to work the next day I was speaking at um a a venue and um Got to the hotel Monday night, did not feel well, thought, Lord, your grace and your power is going to have to get me through. Tuesday, I spoke for five hours straight, and then I had some staff that came to join me to help along the way, and um, I mean, God bless my staff. They're bringing me all sorts of things. I love Diet Coke. Diet Coke coffee. I love Dasani water. It's my thing. I don't know why. I think it's the best. They're bringing me all these drinks. I had like 722 <laughs> drinks and I really powered through for them. We went out to dinner and, you know, then we went to Sephora to try lipstick. When you look me up on social media, you'll see I'm a lipstick junkie. I did not feel well. Wednesday morning, I had an early morning meeting. I'm thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this meeting. And I had to hop on a plane and come back to Dallas, get off the plane. I look at my husband. I say, I, 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 I'm not doing good. My husband is one of those men that compliment me um, on the regular, you know, you look beautiful today and you know, when you wake up and like he left this morning and he had to go on a trip at four o'clock in the morning. I open my eyes, he kisses me goodbye and he says, you look beautiful. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like laying in bed, you know, whatever. He is that husband, like yay for all those husbands out there. But he looked at me that Wednesday and he said, you look terrible. So I know I was looking bad when he is he looks at me and he says that I go to the doctor and I find that I have both types of flu and I have strep throat. Now, all of you mamas out there, a mom of four. I don't go to the doctor much. Um, I, I. Uh, it's funny, I get my kids flu shots, but a flu shot for me, like what? That's just not going to happen. I know I have probably worked through having the flu uh, before. There was one day that my dad called me and I said, man, I'm having these these chills and these hot flashes. And it was happening for several days. And I told my dad, I think I'm sick. <laughs> you know, when you're a mama four and you, you have a, a, a job, you work a full time job, you just don't check in on yourself as much as you can. But this laid me flat. It laid me flat. I went home Wednesday. I walked straight to my bed. I laid in my bed. Did not move. My kids are like, what is wrong with mom? Thursday, laid in my bed. Could not move. Friday, could not move. I could. My body was weak. Saturday, could not move. Sunday, could just couldn't. I just... Couldn't do it. I'm sucking all these medicines, breathing treatments, the whole thing. And I feel so helpless laying in my bed. It seemed at, at that point that um, all I had was to breathe in, breathe out, take medicine every few hours. And God, sometimes He gets us to that place where we're, our bodies are weak, we're tired. And we don't have our best to give. We don't have our first fruits. We don't have, you know, uh, 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 even energy to get up and to go into church on a Sunday morning and and to serve the Lord. We don't have the energy even to eat. We don't really have the energy to do anything other than to exist. And in that moment, as I was laying there watching Frasier of all things, because now it's on Netflix and I'm binge watching and thinking, (laughs) this show is the same every episode god bless the show but uh, i'm i'm thinking you know kind of about nothing the lord hits me with this thought autumn yes you are weak in this moment but guess what i use what's left and as I was sitting there and thinking about this concept in scripture, my mind came alive with this thought process that God uses what's left over, even because he knows that we are but flesh. He knows that we are weak. He knows that sometimes we get to a point where we do have um, the four kids. Maybe we're a single parent out there. By the way, God bless all of the single parents out there. I know how hard you work. I understand that when the church comes to you and says, hey, could you volunteer? And you have three children that you're taking care of by yourself and you're trying to provide for them. I know that you don't feel in that moment that you have the energy to do that. But I want to encourage you that God will use what is left. We see that concept all throughout scripture. Uh, Let's just talk for a second about the water to wine incident, the very first miracle that Jesus ever performed. It was, it was, it was um, his coming out, if you will. Um, He went to a wedding and they served all the, the, all the wine that they had. They, They had run out of wine. And what did Jesus do? He took what was left, which was water, did a miracle, and served wine at the wedding. He took what was left over. He didn't take the 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 wine and turn it into better wine. He took the water, which is all that they had, and he miraculously multiplied the water. He took what was left. I think if the woman um, that that had the the oil uh, in the Old Testament and 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 she she came to Elijah and she said, "Listen, all we have." is this oil. I'm going to make some cakes for myself and my sons, and then I'm going to die. And what did he tell her? He said, no, take the oil, go borrow, um, vessels from your friends. And he blessed it. And that oil that kept producing as she was pouring the oil into those vessels that she had borrowed from her friends, literally saved their life. He multiplied and did a miracle with what was left. I think of the feeding of the 5,000, how, you know, here Jesus is. Everybody's hungry. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a clear need. What was there? What did they have? They didn't have steak. They didn't have, um, you know, sh- lobster what did they had they have five loaves and two fish and what did jesus do he took what was there he took what was left he took what, what hadn't been eaten eaten yet that was offered and he broke it and he blessed it he uses what's left over And we can almost worship this idea of I have to give God the best and I have to put, um, you know, X, Y, Z in a religious manner. But you know what? Sometimes you're laying in your bed with both types of the flu, strep throat. You literally can't move. And God, if you will render what you have left, he will bless it. I was laying in the bed just overcome with this idea this 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 um, message that I just knew was from the Lord to encourage my heart you know we do a lot with social media and I and I and you know I was laying in the bed and didn't have a lot but of course I have my phone um, and there were several messages that come come in on my fan page on a regular basis and I would read through them and I would answer them and and pretty soon I would get a reply back thank you for praying for me. Thank you for that advice. Thank you. All I had was my fingers and my phone. I could see. I surrendered what I had and the Lord blessed. And I just cannot help but think, I know I'd love to hear from you, whoever this is for. I know that someone is listening today and saying, I just, I'm just about to give up because in the Christian world, if we don't give our best, then we quit. If it's not going according to our expectation, then we give in. If we can't get up and go and wear the pretty clothes and, um, you know, serve 12 services, we feel like we aren't doing enough for the Lord and the Lord is our righteousness is literally filthy rags is what Isaiah says. We cannot do enough to be enough for the Lord. So if we are not giving what we think is 3000% to the Lord, a lot of times we quit, we give in. And we, we, we kind of have this mentality with the Lord that, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm not doing enough. And the Lord literally wants what we can give. I think of Job, and this is exactly where the Lord told me with this. I think of Job. Job is the story of, you know, this amazing guy. He was a godly guy. He, um, he loved the Lord. He was a righteous. The Bible calls him Righteous. I invite you to look at Job, especially those of you that um, maybe feel like you have been um, attacked and a lot of things have been taken from you. Um, And you're you're there. I don't have a lot that's left. I'm with you, Autumn. I, I feel like I don't have enough to give. I don't have my best to give right now. I'm weak. I'm tired. I look at this conversation with Joe with God and with Satan and Job. And Satan is having this conversation with the Lord and, and um, God is literally offering Job as someone that Satan can test because of his righteousness, not because of his sinfulness, because of his righteousness. And he looks at uh, Satan. Satan is, is there in the throne room having a conversation with him. And Satan says, well, um, of course, Job loves you. Look at what you've done for him. Look at how you've multiplied his sheep and his, look at, look at how you've blessed him. Of course, he loves you. And God tells Satan, okay, you can test him. I'm going to allow you to to test him a little bit. And then Satan really goes about it. And really the same day, we see Job losing all of his family. We see him losing his oxen. We see him losing um, everything that he had. He lost except his life, even his health for a time. And we see uh, in in Job as you read, and I do invite you to read the scripture, I really want those of you that are feeling like I ain't got nothing, okay, and the hand of the Lord seems to be against me. Um right now. You know, what if God is testing you um, to do something great through you to strengthen your faith? We see that that's exactly why God did this uh, with Job specifically. I um, I can't imagine being Job when here I have served the Lord my whole life and and I've been righteous and I've done good. And then all of a sudden in one fell swoop, all my children are dead. All my oxen are gone. Everything, that I have and have held dear and have stood upon for a long time completely um, taken from me. My health is touched. What did Job have? He had his life and he had the Lord. He even had friends that rose up against him and sort of, um, you know, I don't you love those friends that that come in when you're going through a hard time. And they're like, well, if you would just A plus B plus C. And this is why you are suffering. And they look and they they judge. And they have no idea what they're even judging. Well, if you would, if this would. You should have done. And that's exactly what Job's friends did. And actually, it made God mad. Those self-righteous people that try to offer you advice based on what they think rather than what God thinks. Beware of those. But here, Job, we see him at the end of the book. And, you know, he's at a place of complete and utter despair, but he has not forsaken the Lord. Even his wife said, "Curse God and die." He had nothing, really, nothing to give. And this is where I want to pick it up. Job forty-two said, "says this." It came about after the Lord had spoken these words. The Lord appear has starts to have a conversation with Job and starts questioning him, um, basically on God's power and His sovereignty. Do do you know? Where the calves give birth <laughs> is what God is talking to Job about. Do you know? Do you awake the dawn? You know, and of course, what is Job going to say to that? There was a couple chapters of that. It came about after the Lord had spoken these words to Job. That the Lord said to Eliphaz, you, the, the, the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against you and your other two friends. Because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. I just want to stand here for a minute. If you are giving a friend advice who is down, rather than just spatting at the mouth what you think is best for that friend, seek the Lord first. Seek him first because we this is a perfect example of how god does not like anyone to speak for him. He is not okay with you giving out advice based on your opinion and not God's um, perspective. So before you give your friends advice, especially when they're in this situation, you don't know what God's doing unless you seek the wisdom of the Holy Spirit um, uh, to give you good advice for your friend. I just I felt like I need to stop there in the moment. We all need to be checked in this area. They It's really easy for us to give our two cents when we haven't sought the Lord. There's a lot of times um, the Lord has really spoken to me about this over the years. There's a lot of times over the years when I have just said, you know what? I see you're going through a lot. I'm going to pray about it for a day or two and then I'll get back to you because I don't want to steer somebody wrong. Little, little tangent, little side side note. My wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends because you have not spoken of me what is right. As My servant Job have now. Therefore, take yourselves seven bulls, seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. He's basically saying, "You need to you need to clean yourself up, man. Whew! You guys way overstepped. For I will accept him, so that I may not do with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job have." So Eliphaz, the Timonite, and Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophor, the Namathite, went and did as the Lord told them. And the Lord accepted Job. The Lord then restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. Then all of his brothers, all of his sisters, and all that had known him before came to him. They ate bread with him in his house. They consoled him and comforted him and all the adversaries that the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him one piece of money and each one a ring of gold. The Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. The Lord took what was left after a season of severe testing and blessed it. He took Job exactly as he was because Job had not given up on the Lord. He surrendered himself and, and he says you know my ears heard about you. You, you you'll read this in the book but now my eyes see you he had a new revelation of the Lord And God took that new revelation. And what he did is he took what he had, which was Job's life, his faith and God's goodness. And he blessed it And the latter days were blessed more in this last moment. I want to take you to the crucifixion of Christ, how Jesus came in, um, His glory, doing all of these miracles, gaining favor, gaining approval. Um, You know, Palm Sunday was just last week when when, uh, he rode into Jerusalem and everyone was saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And then what happens a week later? He is crucified. What was left over? The word and the promise of God. Even in death, there was a promise for God to be faithful for, too. And God took that promise, and he took his son, and on that third day, that Sunday morning, resurrected him from the dead. I want to encourage you today. Do you feel like you're out of gas? Give what you have to the Lord. Surrender it. And say, Lord, I don't have much, but I have me. I don't have much, but I have your promises. I don't have much, but I have your character. Use in me what you can to bless you. I love you guys today. I hope this encourages you. I'll see you next time right here on the Autumnal Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.